Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into Hannah and Eric Go Birding. We're a couple of bird brains looking for adventure and some birds. I'm Hannah and he's Eric. And we bring you this podcast to share adventures with you and talk about other random thoughts on other birding topics. Just a couple of disclaimers, we're not experts and if we discuss any controversial material, we hope you keep an open mind, but also remember what we discuss, it's our own opinions. So in this episode, uh, we are currently uh, recording in Ecuador, but we're um, going to include some of our stuff that we did in Panama, as well as the beginning part of our trip to Ecuador. This is another two-parter. Our second part will come out later in December, and that'll have more of our Ecuador trip. Yeah, and hopefully we can release this one on time, pending uh, internet. Fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) So we got off our flight at 6.40 this morning and met our driver uh, that we had arranged through Carlos Betancourt to get to the canopy tower. So I am exhausted. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, it was a long flight and now we're in a hot flight too. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't really that long. It was only like six six and some change yeah. hours, but it the air, the air conditioning didn't work or something because it was... It was definitely hot. Yeah. <laughs> Tried not to move the whole time. Yeah. Um, so first thing, we got up to the top of the canopy tower and just looking over all of Panama. It's gorgeous. And it was kind of funny when we were doing the research or when I was doing the research to I come here. I did a lot of research. <laughs> um, well, you contacted Carlos. I guess I, guess I sent emails. <laughs> but when I was doing a lot of the research, it said that you could like take a bus to the road that leads up to the canopy tower and it's like it drops you off and then you have a one mile walk that's like straight uphill and I was thinking like nah that can't be true I think I think I remember you telling me that that it was a one mile walk and I was like oh that's not that bad one mile yeah but and when we came when the when the driver brought us up the hill it's literally like one mile straight up one mile horizontal one mile (laughs) vertical it's a one-to-one kind of a narrow little road too yeah, but going all the way up this hill, you get a you get a fantastic view at everything up mm-hmm. here. Yeah, so first thing, getting up at the, to the top nine o'clock, and there were a lot of swifts flying around, um, some of which we could ID. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw a band rumped. Maybe. Um, and a barn swallow. Barn swallow, Of yeah. course, because they rule the world. They're everywhere. Even though we thought the great-tailed grackles were everywhere. No, it's the barn swallows. Yeah, I saw lots of great tail grackles on the drive out here. Mm-hmm. Nothing, none out here, though. <laughs> um, do we see anything else when we're up here, first off? Uh, first off, no. Okay, so then we went back downstairs um, to look at the hummingbirds, because there are hummingbirds like crazy down there. And yeah, when we first came we... in, they were dive-bombing everywhere. I think we, there's, there's at least five species. Yeah, so there's the Jacobin, the long-billed hermit. Mm-hmm. And several uh, others. White, a white vented plumeteer. And like a blue throated something. A right? blue throated hummingbird. Yeah. And they I were. I think just... they were blue chested. Yeah, blue and breasted. then the collared arikaries popped in. That was really cool. There were like five of them. Yeah. And they just took over one of the trees, so that was really L- neat. They're l- little toucan looking birds. I think they mm-hmm. they are in the toucan family, right? I think they're real closely related. Okay. Yeah, but they look like miniature toucans. <laughs> it was kind of neat. <laughs> Saw those birds first off, and then decided to go for a little walk down the one-mile-long hill. We didn't walk that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, we stopped every 20 feet to look at birds. Yeah, we got a couple birds. There was, like, some ant 
An ant bird? Ant wren. Ant. Dusty ant wren. Dusty ant wren. Is that what it was? I think so. I don't know. I, I got pictures of a handful of these. So who knows? And one of my favorites. We got a mot mot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe with my new lens I'll be able to actually see what I took a picture of now. Oh yeah. And my um, new binoculars <clears throat> are just fantastic. Yeah. I guess I'm a, I'm a Zeiss person. It's a dusky <clears throat> ant bird. Dusky ant bird. Mm-hmm. All right. There's so many different kinds of ant bird, ant species. And ant something. Yeah, there's a ant wren, ant shrike, ant vireo, ant bird. <laughs> like, there must be a lot of ants down here. <laughs> Lots of ants. <laughs> ant thrush. Ooh, I like ant, ant thrush. thrush. Ant pitta. Oh, my gosh. And I think that's it. <laughs> the ants. Yeah, and there's something calling in the background. And it really reminds me of a gray hawk or something, but I don't think it's a gray hawk. Yeah, because you said gray hawk didn't show up on eBird. Well, it it comes listed as something else, I think. Like a gray lined hawk, maybe? I don't know. Hmm. Well, you got some pictures of it, so we put on iNaturalist. Well, now I think I have a recording of it calling on this. That's true. <laughs> so if you're listening, tell us what that bird is. And you could win a sticker. We just got brand new stickers sound, in. It does sound just like a Greyhawk. Yeah. I don't see it anymore, though. Me neither. It's invisible. It's an invisible Greyhawk sounding bird. Uh, some black vultures flying over. Yep. Still looking for that hawk. But everyone here has been extremely friendly and helpful. Um, showed us all around the property, and we're just here for the day, so we're not. We don't have a chance to stay in the rooms, but the rooms look really nice. Yeah, they do look really nice. There's there's no air conditioning, but up just, on the tower there seems to be a breeze. Yeah. I, I imagine it's pretty breezy most of the time. Yeah, it's nice. It's actually kind of cool up here. Oh, I might have to set down the microphone because there's a hawk way over there that I need to look at in my binoculars. So after leaving um, Panama, we flew into Quito and quickly got to our hotel, which was on a plateau. It was about 40 minutes away from the airport, and it was up super high on a plateau, which was really yeah. neat. Which, which Quito is like up on a plateau, but it was like... We had to go down into a river canyon mm -hmm. from the airport in between. I guess the there's a river in between Quito proper and the airport. I'm sure it's on Google Maps. Probably. I, I didn't look that closely on the maps. But <laughs> we uh, drove down that canyon, and then it was, like, straight up this hill. And it, like I a guess, mile. I guess it was, like, rush hour traffic. Yeah. Well, uh, and also there was the president was driving around, so we had to keep getting out of his way. Yeah, seriously. The motor motorcycle... Cops. Kept, motorcycle cops kept yelling at everyone to get over, get over, get over, but nobody really paid attention or cared. That was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, we got up the next morning and we rode on the Teleferico, which is a cable car that goes up to the top of Pinchincha Volcano. And it's like it's like a funicular, right? It's I th a cable I think, car, I think. Is it? Yeah. I thought that's what it said. Oh, I, th oh, I thought um, Teleferico meant like funicular in Spanish. 
I have no idea. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know. You speak a lot more Spanish than I do. I barely do. speak any Spanish at all. Which, on this whole trip, I have been super impressed on Eric's Spanish. He has been joking around with people. I think they understand what he's saying. I, they're probably just laughing at me. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the the stupid American. Do. <laughs> what, is he, what is he talking about? <laughs> um, so we rode that up to the top of Pinchincha Volcano. Yeah. Which... Is like two four thousand meters. Yeah, the high. I think the sign said it was like four thousand eighty meters. Where the what, cable car drops where, you where off. the cable car drops you off, and then there's like, I, I I was really unclear as to how much more you could go up. But it seemed like there was a different number everywhere. Yeah, every single pl- sign had a different number on it. I think <laughs> some signs were trying to be impressive. Some signs were trying to play it down. I don't. Some were just factual. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really understand, but it, it was it was very high. Four we're, four thousand meters here. What is that? That's like 12,000 feet? Something like that. Yeah, so over two miles. Uh, yeah. About two miles. It's. I, I think Mount Hood in Oregon, the tallest mountain in Oregon, is only like, only like 10, it's like 12,000 feet too, or something. It like. was shorter. You looked it up. Yeah, I, was, I, I can't remember. I, w- I wish I would have looked it up before starting recording, but. But this is what you guys <laughs> listen for. Yeah. Is our inaccurate Yeah, facts. just us not being experts. <laughs> <laughs> That's our disclaimer. Um. So, anyways, we got to the top, and I had a little trouble breathing, not going to lie. It was a little chilly, too. Yeah, it was, and we only had windbreakers, because we didn't plan well. Yeah, well, and just just the other day, um, one of our, I think our guide was talking about how, like, a week before we got here, there was an ice storm in Ecuador. In Quito. Or, sorry, in Quito, yeah. Yeah. And so, it was like, there was, like, ice everywhere, and they had, like, shut down roads and stuff because of the ice storm. And That's crazy. So it, it gets cold down here in Ecuador, even though we're on, on the equator. <laughs> I would have never thought that. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're 4,000 meters above sea level. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, it was beautiful. Um, we saw Quito, and there's a three-mile hike, um, six-mile round-trip hike to the very top of the volcano. We started up, like, maybe, like, you know, a couple hundred feet, and we're like, whoa, not doing three miles. Yeah. I had to <laughs> stop and catch my breath a couple times because my heart was beating so fast. Yeah, but we, we, we ended up going up at least at least a quarter mile, maybe a half mile mm-hmm. or so up the up the trail. Saw a handful of birds. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, upon arrival, we saw a variable hawk flying around, which I thought was a lot like our red-tailed hawks. It, you know, has a lot of different variations, yeah. and it's it's a just kind of a general booty. Yeah, just general booty. It really matches its name, Variable Hawk. It's just <laughs> exactly. super variable. Yeah, because in the book, there are, like, ten different colorations yeah. Oh, yeah. of it. It's just like the red tail. It's got, like, 20 subspecies mm-hmm. <laughs> that, aren't, that aren't subspecies yet. They're all just morphs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool that we saw that. Uh, hiking around, we saw chestnut wing synchloids. Um, I think the canisteros were up on the plateau as well. The mini striped canisteros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just before leaving, we saw a hummingbird that Eric had to chase, and he. <laughs> I got two pictures. He nailed it down. That were not that good. Uh, it ended up being a mountain velvet breast, which was really yeah. easy to tell because it's the only one elevation that has a D curve bill. Yeah, it's the only high elevation with D curve. Yeah, that was. I, I was glad we at least. That there was only the one, yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, it was just like, okay, it's a, it's a hummingbird with D curve bill. I can't see any markings really, other than that. We didn't even talk about the cable car ride up. It oh, was yeah. really exciting. It you know goes about two thousand meters uphill. It's an eighteen. Does mid- it go that that far? Well, that many it, meters? it was starts know. at like twenty two thousand and then goes up to like four thousand. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, Ooh. what's that? I don't know. Sorry, we're sitting on our um, deck out in uh, Mindo. So you might hear some birds flying around and apparently stuff breaking. 
Yeah, and it's getting late, so frogs might start in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the cable car ride was really neat up. It's it's eighteen minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes straight up a mountainside and just can, just like a ski lift. Like yeah, it, just straight up. Um, and it gets six people in a car, and so we were crammed in this little car with a couple from Germany and then a local couple from Quito, which is really neat to talk to them. Um, the German couple had been traveling forever. Uh, four months, I think, through South America. Which were, were they traveling for? I think they're traveling total for four months expected, and they were they were only like a month into it or something. Either way, it's pretty know. cool. It's yeah. my dream life. <laughs> yeah, she said she the 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 woman said that she had uh, got graduated college and worked for a year, seven months, seven so months. She could save up. For so it. She, and she saved up enough money to just quit and then come, go do that. Hashtag life goals. Yeah, and then I guess he's on a um, sabbatical. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun to talk to them. Um, shout out if you guys are listening. Yeah. Uh, but the ride down was really cool, too. Uh, the cable car stopped a couple times because we, we think they were probably letting, you know, wheelchairs on or something yeah. like that. Or, or it broke down. I or, don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping the wheelchair <laughs> thing. Uh, but either way, it was a great little blind to see some different things. And it's really cool to watch the habitat types change as you move down the mountain. Oh, yeah. A huge elevation change from the top of the cable car to the bottom. So you'd, you're, you're watching the vegetation change two or three times by the time you get down to the bottom. So from the cable car, we saw red-crested Cotinga. It was just sitting on a telephone line or something that yeah. paralleled the cable car, which is a really neat bird to see. Anything else? Um, like? The conebills, right? Oh, that's right. The capped conebills yeah, were yeah, yeah. kind of following us down. Yeah, like about half the half the ride down, they followed along <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the bushes. So um, getting down to the bottom, uh, the... The Teleferico, it is just super steep. Like we said, it starts on, like, almost the middle of the mountain. So walking down can be very treacherous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we stopped in front of the Volcano theme park, which is right below it. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of doing some birding there. And we looked up, and we saw a black-chested buzzard eagle, which is really Oh, neat. yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, the... Um, At first, we thought it was a condor. Yeah. No such thing. You know, not experts. <laughs> but um yeah we thought it was a condor and it had just monster wings it was definitely definitely an eagle we were looking at and then we thought oh well, maybe it's maybe it's a vulture of some sort maybe it's a king vulture and now it wasn't a king vulture um but then we ended up uh busting out the field guide finally and uh <laughs> after after speculating after much. speculating quite a bit um and then we, we narrowed it all the way down to the um to the buzzard eagle so super long wings super short tail white belly so then we caught a cab to the botanical gardens because we try to hit the botanical gardens pretty much everywhere we go. Yeah. Because they can be really good burning spots. I think. Oh yeah, with a massive variety of like flowering plants and stuff. Because mm-hmm. botanical gardens are like they're always full of plants. Yeah. Like flowering and fruiting plants. Yeah. So if you don't hit those, you might consider it. The yeah. Singapore Botanic Gardens not only is it a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which is one of my favorite things to go look for. Um, it also is like super birdie. That's where we got most of our birds in Singapore. Yeah. So then uh, the next day we got up and Miguel picked us up at our hotel and yeah. took us out to Mindo. Yeah, two two hours through the mountains, about Very as windy. about as windy as it gets. I think some people had warned us about uh, like there have been like landslides or there are landslides along the road. I don't know. There, there was a handful of construction vehicles that were like doing work on the side of the road. There were no other stops. Do you notice? No. It's like it's you, you just, get on the highway. Just going here. Yeah, you get on the highway and you drive all the way to the turnout for Mindo, and it's two hours of just 
no side streets, no nothing, just winding mountainside. mountainside, cliff on one side, straight up sheer wall on the other side, just winding. But absolutely for two hours. Beautiful. Oh, it was fantastic. When, when the clouds would clear, it mm-hmm. would you go in and out of the clouds. Like this, this is the cloud forest, like section of Ecuador. So the clouds are constantly blowing in, like dropping fog and dew all over the, all over all the plants. And then they blow out. And so it's just like clouds, and then it's clear. And mm-hmm. then w- when it's clear, it's just stunning. Mm-hmm. Just green and hills and topography and everything just out there. So he dropped us off at Las Traces de Donna yeah. Lodge, which um, was actually, this lodge is actually the reason why we came to Ecuador. Or we yeah, chose to come to Ecuador on this trip. Uh, in the 2017 Rio Grande Valley Birding Festival, I just, dumb luck, um, submitted for a silent auction i was talking to eric like just on the last day that i had never done a silent auction before and i always wanted to so i was walking around all the things in the auction and i noticed that uh lost lost traces to donna it had a 300 dollar um suggested value of a three night um stay and so i just put in for it and i got it yeah you won yeah the first time you ever win anything (laughs) (laughs) lots of things i know so anyways that's why we're here (laughs) but you know it was like dumb luck but just the best thing that i've ever done we we got a good deal on that and then we got a good deal on everything else but we spent a lot more money than just just that yeah but this for the rest of the trip the the cabana i don't know if it's cabana or you know lodge room i don't know i don't don't know what you call it so it's a little a little uh, cabin. cabin sort of thing. Yeah. But it is just absolutely gorgeous. It's um, up the hill from the lodge, from the actual lodge where, like, you know, the restaurant is and everything and the feeding stations. But we have just an incredible view of the Mindo Valley and lots of trees behind us that attract tons of birds. Yeah. And so they have six cabins or six mm-hmm. um, buildings, six yeah. rooms. Um, here, I guess they just recently built two of them. I don't know if it's these two or if it's some other two yeah. that are around. But yeah, they have six, six. So they don't. It's not huge, but it's it's really awesome out here. It's it's like you're staying with. I think somebody said their review online like you're staying with family. It feels like, like it because they're the owners they're, are the owners are super friendly, sister. brother and sister. Yeah, and they're they're around a lot and they they help with everything. They do they do most of the work. They have they have some staff here too. They do some cleaning and uh, cooking, cooking in the and, kitchen. And landscaping. And landscaping, yeah. Alejandro just, every, just does yeah, everything. It seems, it seems like pretty much anyone that works here has to just be able to do anything. Because it's a small operation, but it's it's really awesome. And they contract with only local local guides and stuff, so it makes it, like, close to... Close to the heart, or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what phrase I'm looking for, but it's, it's like it, it really feels like you're part of, like part of the group here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If, if you if you want to be part of the group, then I'd recommend staying here. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but upon arrival, we just sat out. You just love to sing upon, don't you? Upon. It sounds sophisticated. <laughs> uh, we sat on the porch and just life after life after life. Oh my gosh! Life yeah, it was incredible. We I think we got thirty. We just sitting here for two yeah. hours. And I, I I think within it was within like thirty seconds of stepping out on the deck. It was I, like, what's that tanager? <laughs> what's that tanager? It was it was the black and yellow one. I posted it on Instagram. Oh, the lemon rump. The, the lemon rump. It's a flame rumped, uh, lemon rumped subspecies mm-hmm. um, tanager. It's bright yellow rump. And just like the and richest just, black. Yeah. It's the most and like a blue bill. beautiful bird. Or like a blue-gray bill. Yeah. That's a vibrant bill, too. But it's it was just li- like Hannah said, lifer after lifer after lifer. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So we spent that whole first day just birding on the porch. Yeah, and then, just standing, just uh, sitting and standing right, right here where we're recording. Well, and we went down to the lodge, and there's like a little overlook deck there that looks over the feeding station, and birded that for a little while too, and just tons of <laughs> tons of lifers there. I think that first day we maybe had like a total of. Um, it was like. 30-some lifers, I think. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, it was like 30-some lifers, and that was before we even had a guide. That mm-hmm. was just using us using the guidebook and just looking at birds. And the guidebook we were using is the Western Ecuador book yeah. that has the, um, oh, shoot, I can't remember the hummingbird on the, the cover, the coronet, maybe? Yeah, I think it's got the, the velvet-breasted, or the velvet, uh, velvet-purple coronet. Something like that, yeah. yeah. On the front of the book, but that's a great resource that yeah, the we've birds of on Western so Ecuador. Much. Yeah. So then the next day, um, we got uh, we 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 scheduled a trip with. Uh, thank you. With Julia. With Julia. Yeah. Patino. Julia Patino. And she's somebody that I I posted on Facebook uh, before coming here. You know what should we do when we're in Mindo? Because we had no idea. We didn't really realize what Mindo was. And I had a lot of responses that say you should go with Julia. And I am so glad. Julia in English. Yes, Julia. I am so glad we went with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. The trip that we took with her, it was just up the the road that's maybe like half a mile from here. They dropped us off at the top of the hill. I think the total one-mile drive away from here. Yeah. Maximum. It's um, Via a la Cascadas, or the Waterfall Road. Well, I think I think people call it the the Bird Road of Mindo. Yeah, is what that's true. Um, like uh, other other tour companies and other guides refer to it as is like the Bird Road of Mindo. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like less than a about a mile from here. You, you can quarter mile to get to the base of the road, and then you can just start walking up the hill and just start it, getting birds. But remember, it's straight uphill. It's straight uphill because yeah. it's because it's Ecuador and everything has is hills. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we yeah that trip with her it ended up being about four hours or so. Yeah, something like that. It was just lifer after lifer. I think we ended up with eighty eight species. Yeah. Like eighty of which were were lifers for us. Well, it was I think it was like eighty eight species, and then sixty four were lifers. For that trip, because mm-hmm. we had already seen a bunch of them here here at the lodge in the morning of and then the day before. That's true. But if you get a chance, if you're in Mindo, pl- definitely hook up with uh, Julia. She's yeah. fantastic. She's very knowledgeable. Knows you know speaks great English. Yeah, speaks speaks good English, and and she's not uh, she's not a time watching no. guide. And she she's been <laughs> in the industry for over eighteen years. Yeah. Um, so she really knows what she's doing. She's very well respected. And she wants to make sure everyone gets on the bird. She's, Mm -hmm. she's very, very good about, even, even though she doesn't speak perfect English, because it's not her first language, she speaks good English, but it's, she, she's able to get you on the bird, even though English isn't her first language. She's able, she's able to direct you, given some pretty crazy directions and get you, get you onto the bird. Everyone What was your favorite bird on that hike? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) I don't even know. Mine? You, you, You go first. I think mine was the barrel, um... The barrel spangled tanager. Oh well, there was the fruit eater at the end the that I liked. The scaled fruit eater. She yeah. she was super excited about that. I guess, I guess it's a pretty difficult bird to find. A lot of people specifically go looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that was either the fruit eater or the because I mean all all about woodpeckers. The olive <laughs> olive green woodpecker. Yeah, got, got a couple pictures of that guy. Yeah, we had three good birds that she was really excited about. The white wing um, tanager. Yeah, the white wing tanager. A lot of people come and search for it and don't get it. Mm-hmm. This the fruit eater, and yeah. then the russet ant shrike. Yeah, the russet ant shrike. She she was she was pretty sure that was going to have to be a write in 
for eBird, which it still might get questioned by the um, reviewer, but I think I got some pictures that are really terrible. So <laughs> I'll, I'll post them with with the list with it. So, Well, anyways, um, <laughs> the next day we went on just our – we got dropped off at the Refugio Paz de la Aves. Yeah. Which is no, a, no, that was that was the afternoon. That was the same. That was the same day. We we went to go see the Cock of the Rock the same day. Oh, as you're Huya. right. We did. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was a full day. That was yeah. a, a lot going on that day. So much has happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went to Paz de la Aves, which is yeah. just like a little trail off the side of a road. Yeah, it's a it's a pr- uh, privately owned property that. Uh, the the owner is a bird watcher, and I guess he must have just one day stumbled upon this lek of uh, Indian cock in the rock, and so he he decided to go ahead and build a blind right bu- there. Build a blind, and it's basically it's just, it's a refuge. He doesn't do any, there's no no other work is done out there. He has the blind built and then partially developed um, trails. Yeah, it's just kind of like brush has been cleared away from a place that you can walk <laughs> but the blind it's not is, really a trail but. the blind is really only like 500 feet down the trail yeah or so it's really not a very short walk and the cock on the rock twice a day um they come and they call it that leg yeah so if you cut we were there at we got there like four, we got four. there like three thirty. yeah and then our driver miguel um who's <laughs> i think he's a closet birder <laughs> i think he's a closet birder too um he's he's a fantastic guy uh he told us, you know, that they've been coming around 4.15, so we got up to the blind at, like, 4 o'clock-ish, yeah. hoping that they'd maybe come a little early, and, like, 4.22, there were four, five of them singing. Yeah, and they were just going off, just call, calling back and forth, the gravelly little call that they make. Which we'll play right now. Yes. So that's the call. Yeah, that's the call. Um, But so they they just made that call incessantly over and over and over, and it kept getting louder and louder and louder. Then all of a sudden, boom, they were there. Bright, bright red with the ugly, weird, bulbous crest on the head. (laughs) (laughs) Black, black wings. Just a striking bird. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a National Geographic bird. It's Mm a, it's a life of life of birds David Attenborough (laughs) bird. It's, it's one of the, it's one of those you'd see on TV, but it's just like, oh my gosh, we're looking at this crazy bird. Okay. Bright well, red. Anyways, <laughs> the next day, yeah, um, we got dropped off at the Santadeo bird watching area, which is just right at the the road, right at the highway with Mindo. Yeah. So it's not far from here at all, no, and it's it's kind of the same. Fifteen situ- twenty minutes. Yeah, maybe. it's kind of the same situation. It's just a couple that owns. They had two pieces of property. Yeah. And this one piece of property, they have just open for bird watchers. I, th- I think both properties were open, if I understood her right. I mean, my Spanish is pretty bad, so. Yeah. If I'm understanding her right, there's two properties. The one that we went to is San Tadeo, which was mostly hummingbird feeders is the mm-hmm. way they, they set that one up, which there was tons of hummingbirds. Oh, my gosh. Ton- yeah. we, we posted the video on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, watch it. There's tons and tons of hummingbirds. And then they have another property that she said, I think she said it was like 20 minutes away. And it was, um, I think she said it was like 15 hectares. And it's a, it's another refuge. But they live here at this one at San Tadeo, 
and then they they just kind of take care of the other property and then they charge people i think it was five dollars a person mm-hmm. to go out there yeah totally something. worth it oh yeah and it's maria and Ro- rolando and they yeah. were just the nicest people oh they were so nice yeah and, and she, she wanted to show us all of her orchids yes she's so a gardener it's yeah. a beautiful property so many orchids and some fan some really cool ones too like i don't i don't think i've got any pictures that are worth anything of any of them but <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many like crazy weird orchids like i'm i'm not a plant person really i'm I, I like plants, but but I, I, it was just like, these are things I've never even seen before. It was it's crazy. crazy. So then um, today's the Monday the 3rd. Yeah. And today's our last day at La Teresa Stadana. Um, so what we did was get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, we, we got get up, up at 4 o'clock in the morning. To so we can leave catch, at 5. Catch uh, Miguel <laughs> taking us out at 5 to, how do you say the name of the town? Oh, mm. it was, um, it was uh, 23 de Junio. So, it's so 23rd of June, <laughs> which is, is the name of the town. Yeah. Um, it was about an hour or so. It's two hours. Oh, was it two hours? It was, it was like an hour and 45 minutes until we met up with uh, Louise. Okay. Well, anyways, Louise yeah. hopped in the car. Um, and then we took the bumpiest road that I've ever been oh on, my gosh. like 45 minutes. I don't even know how it was like a road. It was like it's, a logging road, but like people drive on it normally. Well, and afterwards they told us, oh, we know it was the other road that was the one that used to be the road from Mendo to Quito. Yeah. No, but, not Mendo. Or from, uh, uh, 23rd of June, June to, to Quito. Oof. Anyways, we oh both so got a rough. little car sick. So Such make, a rough road. Make sure to bring some drama <laughs> in. But the goal of the day was to look for long-waddled umbrella birds. Long-waddled umbrella bird. Which we weren't even, oh my like, gosh. We didn't even know about. I, <laughs> I, I, I heard about this bird, like, two months ago or three <laughs> months ago when one of my Facebook friends um, from the Valley... He posted a video of one asking me, what the heck is this? And I didn't know what it was, so I had to go do some research, and I, I figured it out then. It has this giant, long, what um, they call a cravat, like a... Waddle. Like a, oh, it's a waddle. It's a... Like it's a turkey, like, but like three feet longer. But it's, it's gigantic, and it comes out of his chin, like it's like it's a beard, but it's it's close to his throat. Google it. Go- Google pictures. We'll, we'll, we'll have pictures on the checklists, but uh, the, like... This giant long waddle and then a crest looks makes it look, look, look kind of like Elvis, like an Elvis crest with like this giant long waddle and it's all black. But I didn't even know like that I really want to see it or that it was here <laughs> until um, when we first got to the hotel. David, the owner, was telling us about the different tours that we could do, and he said Umbrella Bird. And we we're like, yeah, sure, let's go do yeah, that. Let's go, let's go see all these weird ones. <laughs> Let's check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we went. Uh, we got there at like seven or eight or so, mm-hmm. and had to walk uphill. Maybe like <laughs> it was. It was almost a mile As of I was thinking, trekking, straight uphill, straight up a hill. This like faux logging road sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Imagine logging road back back in America, like mm-hmm. logging road, and then tear it apart. <laughs> and that was about the road that we're walk, walking on, like straight up this hill. But we just got to the top of this like plateau. And there was a, uh, just like a little makeshift blind yeah. sitting there. And so we just looked for a few minutes and Luis, he found this, the this umbrella cla- This closet, no, Luis didn't find it. He didn't? No, Miguel found Miguel it. Found Miguel found it. Miguel found it. So this closet birder, he's finding all of our <laughs> birds. He's like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, there it is. And it's every single time he's on the bird. Bueno ojos. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, he's fantastic. I, and he, and he's just our driver. He's not a guide or anything. He, no. he, do, he doesn't know the birds super well, but he can spot them just left and oh, right, yeah. left and right. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> just getting on them. Um, okay. So Miguel yeah. found the Miguel, bird. Miguel found the bird initially. <laughs> yeah. 
and we just watched and you know listened to it for well we didn't good even, hour, it didn't so. make any noise it it did oh I guess it was uh, that, Luis. that was Luis trying to get it to to make some noise yeah. he, he was he was making its call that dude is a champion pitcher yeah. Yeah, he's he's just call, just calling over and over and over for it, but it, it it was just it didn't care. It just sat up at the top of the tree and looked at us weirdly, with its long waddle. So we saw dangling around. We saw a couple of them. Um, we also saw a couple toucans while we were up there. Yeah, we saw um, two of the Chestnut common toucans mandible, that are up there, and the yellow-billed mandible. Or no, no the yellow the, the yellow the yellow-bellied or yellow-throated is mm-hmm. the chestnut mandible. Oh, that's right. And then the choco, choco, the choco toucan. But the the scenery in this place is oh just gosh. fantastic. It's these like pe- these tall peaks and just grasslands. If you don't pass out from like walking up the hill, then you, <laughs> then you can see some good good views. Or get chased by a bull up the hill. Oh, there, yeah, there's cows everywhere. So the, the, the main the main source of income it seems for for this little for, for this little town for for Luis specifically is is milk. He has what do you say like thirty cows, thirty five cows, thirty five cows, and he hikes forty five minutes. Every single morning at four in the morning, straight up this hill, like straight up this hill in, in, boots. in rubber boots and milks his 35 cows and then comes back down and comes down one hill and then goes back up another hill, this, the same elevation, mm-hmm. another, another 45 minutes where, maybe, the umbrella bird where the umbrella bird is and he does restoration work. So he, he owns 40, what was it 40 hectares? I think it was 40. It was yeah. 40 hectares up on the side of the mountain that he's doing restoration work. Um, it used to be cow pastures that kind of that aren't being used anymore, I guess, mm-hmm. or weren't being used. So he was converting them back to the primary forest. And fruit, tree, fruit, by planting mo- fruit mo- trees. Mostly fruit trees for the umbrella birds. Mm-hmm. And so he, he had, he's been doing it for 10 years, and eight years ago the umbrella birds showed up out on his property. And he's just been continually continually doing restoration work since then. He's, yeah. He started 10 years ago, and so it's been, so he's he's a local doing doing. Doing, doing right. good work, yeah, <laughs> and, and he's still he's still doing his doing his regular stuff, going up and milking the cows at four in the morning. And if oh you ever gosh. get a ch- <laughs> this guy, <laughs> if, if you ever get a chance, I would definitely contract with him because not only does he own that property, and so he gets you on the umbrella birds. He is just the nicest guy too. Oh, he, he was so nice. He no English, English, no English at all. But he would grab our arms and get us on that bird and make sure Eric got some good pictures. of Oh him. yeah, he was he was very insistent that I get that I get my camera out and every single time it was like oh over here over here come over here and he he he, while i'm taking pictures there he's like running around in circles trying to find trying to find another spot that i can see clearer through the branches he's like oh it's mejor 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 and you run over and yeah it was it was super exciting he's he's a super nice guy yeah so after we saw the umbrella word um he took us back to his house and they made us some breakfast which was like a, a it was an empanada it was like empanada of the clouds Oh, that's what is, is, is that, that, that's what that's what he called it. It was like a fried empanada, but it was just filled with cheese. <laughs> yeah, so cheese good. from his cows. Yeah, he, he the the cows that he has, they make cheese and they made milk. So the, the milk that was in the coffee was also from his cows. It yeah, was, it was it was all good, Un, unpasteurized, I guess. It was, it was heated milk. We're still fine. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been like 12 hours. I'm still healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so then he wanted to take us to the top of another mountain so we could find toucans. So that was another yeah. hour. or He said a half an hour, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he said a half hour. Like but it felt like a lot longer. It was longer than a half hour. It was, Plus, it was 45 had, minutes to an hour. We had to get out to um, lighten the load so the car could get up the, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the hills. These roads are not improved. And the road we were going up then to go to the toucan, that was the road that that's, uh, used to be the road from... Uh, from his city there, uh, 23rd of June, to Quito. Mm-hmm. And that that road was definitely not improved. I think they built it 
in like 1900s and that's <laughs> the last time they've done any work on it and it was super steep and we had like hannah said we had to get out get out of the car so Miguel can make it up the road because <laughs> some some of the hills they got so steep that he'd just be spinning out and i f- thought we were gonna have to push it yeah at some points because it's just so steep well anyways we got to the top <laughs> and uh he, you know it took us 20 30 minutes but he got yeah. us on some plate build um, mountain toucans yeah which and, is a really good bird for that area yeah that's the the guidebook says that it's it's it it's says like it's like the specialty bird of the area or something like that. People come to come see it and and uh, L- Luis beautiful. would not give up. No, <laughs> so we we got all the way to the top and then we started walking down and it was like like I said like a half hour of Luis like listening and listening and doing a purr, purr call for for because <laughs> they they make a like a purring sound right before they do their loud cha 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 sound. Mm-hmm. So and we we didn't hear him make any of the sounds. We just saw him, but so he's trying to get them get their attention by doing that beginning of the call and he's just walking and walking and we walk for like a half hour before finally boom out of nowhere he just sees it oh, i know That's i don't know how incredible. he found it I, I asked him how he found it and he i don't know if he understood what i was asking so <laughs> well regardless <laughs> uh it was just a fantastic trip and oh, yeah. we have enjoyed ourselves so much while in mindo and yeah, mindo's fantastic can't say enough about all the people that we've met luis maria and rolando yeah. uh, miguel, miguel and then the owners of this property david and anna yeah. Just all, and Julia. And Julia. And Julia, the first guy that we had. All fantastic people. Yeah. And we'll post. Um, and everyone's so nice. Everyone in town is nice. Everyone, yes. everyone that we've talked to has been nice. They're, yes. They they put up with my uh, horrible Spanish. <laughs> they put up with all of that. <laughs> and it's it's they're nice. Everyone's nice here. And we'll we'll post links to um, various things in the show notes. But tomorrow we're headed onto the other side of Quito to, to Guango yeah, Gu- Lodge. Yeah, Guango Lodge tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll do Guango Lodge for a day, San Isidro for a couple of days, and then go out in the middle of nowhere to Sani Lodge. To Sani Lodge, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be another adventure. Yeah, so oh. when this drops, <laughs> we'll be in the middle of the Amazon. Yeah, this may or may not uh, be released on time because of that. I'm hoping so. Fingers we, crossed. Fingers crossed, we can release it. So um, check out our Facebook for pictures. We'll make sure to post them there and our uh, Instagram accounts. So Hannah and Eric go birding is our Facebook. Hannah goes birding is my Instagram. Eric goes birding is Eric's Instagram. Eric with a K. And uh, <laughs> if you guys have any questions, feel free to post them. You know on our on our social media accounts or email Hannah and Eric go birding at gmail dot com. So thank you guys for listening. Um, appreciate it and uh, hope you're not too jealous. Yeah. Well, hope we are jealous. Just a little. <laughs>